Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Dr. Wyatt Show is listener-supported, so to help keep it on the air so couples worldwide can receive hope for their marriage, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Show. As a reminder, you can start calling me at 720-307-7347, Monday through Thursday, 4.30 to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's my new number for the podcast show, so you can call me with your marriage questions. I'll do my best to respond back, and then that Q&A will become a part of the next podcast episode. So tell your family and friends, free marriage advice is here. Again, the number is 720-307-7347. Today I'm going to talk about four steps to understanding triggers in marriage. So the question I'm going to start with, number one, is what is a trigger? A trigger is any time your partner says or does something that creates feelings in you that are based in trauma from your past. So let me say that again. A trigger is any time your partner says or does something that creates feelings in you that stem from trauma in your past. And lots of us have trauma. I have trauma in my past. My wife has a lot of trauma in her past. I'm sure most of you have trauma in your past on some level because none of us are raised in perfect homes with perfect parents. It's very rare to find someone who's had an amazing upbringing with amazing relationships. Once in a while, you'll find a person like that and they're probably very healthy. But most of us have trauma. We've been through stuff. We've been hurt. We've been mistreated. We've been neglected. We've been abused. We've been abandoned. We've gone through things that's caused trauma, and that trauma gets triggered in our marriage. So number two is what early trauma causes triggers. So I just mentioned some of them, but one example can be abandonment. So some of you listening, maybe you have the trauma of abandonment. Maybe growing up, your mom left and never stayed in touch with you. Maybe your dad left and he never stayed in touch with you. That's abandonment. Your family broke apart and you felt all alone. That's abandonment. That can create a trigger later in your marriage. That can get activated if your partner says or does certain things. Another common example of trauma growing up can be neglect. Maybe your parents were uninvolved. Maybe they didn't give you any affection. Maybe they never said they loved you. Maybe they were hyper-focused on their careers and never spent time with you. And that may create this feeling of neglect, a trauma of neglect growing up. And that might get triggered with your partner in marriage. They may say or do something that reminds you of feeling neglected. So you get triggered. Another example of a trigger can be sexual assault or sexual abuse or sexual molestation. That can be highly traumatic. And then when you're in marriage, your partner may say or do something sexually that triggers you with that trauma growing up. So all sorts of things can happen in childhood and in adolescence that creates trauma. And it's so powerful because that's when we're still developing. That's when we're still learning about ourselves. We're learning about other people. We're malleable and we're getting imprinted on and our self-talk is getting formed. Our identity is getting forged. 
And so when you go through trauma growing up, it can have a lasting impact, especially if you've never received treatment for it. If you've never seen a counselor for your trauma, it can still be active and alive in you, even on a subconscious level. And that leads me to number three. How can triggers interfere with marriage? They can interfere in all sorts of ways. I was working with a couple one time, and this guy had the trauma trigger of abandonment. Growing up, his family broke apart. He never heard from his father. And then his mom was working all the time to cover the bills. And so he never had that love and attention. So he felt like he was all alone. He had to fend for himself. And lo and behold, now he's a married person. And when his wife and him are not getting along or when they're trying to share power, he can feel like he's not supported. And when he feels like he's not supported, he digs in his heels and becomes very resistant, and then he's no longer acting like an adult male. He's acting like a 12-year-old boy because his feelings when he's not feeling supported in his marriage brings him back on a subconscious level to being that 12-year-old boy growing up who was alone and who was abandoned and who no one was watching out for him. So it's almost like a time warp. When you get triggered in your marriage, you regress back to being that 12-year-old boy or being that 13-year-old girl or that 16-year-old boy or that 8-year-old girl. You go back in time developmentally and you start behaving that way. And that's what happened to him. When he felt like his wife wouldn't have his back, he would dig in his heels and not be willing to compromise or not open to compromise. And his logical mind would be replaced with a 12-year-old boy's mindset where what he would say wouldn't make sense He would get really angry because he was getting triggered. I've experienced this in my own marriage. In the early stages of our marriage, my wife would get triggered sexually a lot. And I've talked about this in other places, so you may know my story. My wife had a lot of sexual trauma growing up. She was forced to be exposed to sexuality against her will. And then she was taken advantage of sexually several times. And so that created a lot of trauma for her and a lot of disgust for her toward sexual contact and toward sexual activity. And that trauma laid dormant until her and I got married. And when we got married, on some level subconsciously, she felt safe enough to let that trauma surface. And then I became a lightning rod of a trigger for her for her trauma because I am the high libido partner in our marriage. And so whenever I'd be interested in sexual contact, she would get triggered. Because on a subconscious level, I would remind her of all that sexual trauma she went through growing up. And she would get angry toward me for wanting sex. She would get hostile toward me. And she would reject me sexually over and over and over. And I didn't respond well. Because that triggered my trauma growing up. I have trauma of feeling rejected at times growing up. And so that kind of rejection made me respond with anger in response. So it created a vicious cycle for us. So when she would get traumatized, when she would get triggered in our marriage, it would trigger that trauma for her and she would convert back to that 12 or 13 or 14 year old girl. And she would behave in that way. Her thought process would go back as if she was a 13 year old girl. And she would think she's unsafe and sex is dirty and this is bad. And I'm a bad person for wanting sex because that was the mindset she had when she was 13. 
So that's what happens when you get triggered. You go back in time as if you're still that person as a child or a teenager getting triggered. It, it, it makes you go backwards in time and you start behaving that way in your marriage. So that leads me to number four. How do you handle triggers? If you've gone through trauma and you get triggered, how are you supposed to handle it? Well, the first step is get counseling. Get counseling for your trauma. The more you can process through that trauma, the more you can heal from that trauma, the more you can grieve that trauma, the more aware you can become of the trauma, the less likely it's going to trigger you in marriage and vice versa. If you have lots of trauma you've never received help for, you're going to be hard to live with because you're going to get activated and triggered all over the place and you probably won't even realize you're getting triggered. But you know you're getting triggered when your reaction is much stronger than what's warranted for the situation. That's a signal you're getting triggered. So if you're the one who has trauma, first step is you have to see a counselor. You have to see a trauma specialist. There's all sorts of trauma therapy out there, such as EMDR, brain spotting. There's all sorts of trauma-related therapy for trauma. So reach out, get help. You need to realize also when you're getting triggered that you're getting triggered. And that's not going to happen if you're not even aware of your trigger. A lot of partners are not, not even aware they're getting triggered because the trigger is activating trauma that's on their subconscious or their unconscious level. So they're not even aware. So that's the next step is you have to become more aware of your triggers. Because if you can notice in your body when your body's going into fight or flight or freeze, That's a signal you're getting triggered from your trauma and then you can start putting that into words and you can say, I'm feeling triggered. I'm in fight or flight or freeze. I'm feeling triggered. And that's a good indication for your partner and for you that you need to tend to the trauma. You need to tend to that trigger. And so in my wife and I, for example, we've, we've had to learn through the years is that she starts getting triggered sexually I need to be aware that, okay, she's getting triggered. This has nothing to do with me. This is her trauma from her past. So I need to shift out, shift gears and go into compassion mode. I need to reassure her she's loved, reassure her she's safe, reassure her that I love her over and beyond any sexual contact we may or may not have. I need to remind her that I'm a safe place. And if I can respond that way as she's healing in her trauma and becoming aware of her trauma, then we can help her reassociate her traumatic association with sexual contact. And that's how you heal trauma. You get help from it in the past. Then as a team with your partner, you work through it in the present. And that's how you work through it. The person who has the trauma becomes aware and they say, hey, I'm getting triggered And then their partner becomes compassionate because they realize, okay, you're getting trauma, you're getting triggered. This is not the you I know. This is you as a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old. So then you respond with compassion and patience and love. And through that, your partner learns how to reassociate you so they don't get triggered anymore or the triggers decrease. So that's four steps to understanding triggers in marriage. Number one, what is a trigger? Number two, what early trauma causes triggers? Number three, how do triggers interfere with marriage? And number four, how to handle triggers. 
Thank you for listening to The Dr. Wyatt Show. If you enjoyed the episode, pause, click the five stars, and leave a review. If this podcast has made a positive impact on your marriage, please reach out to me because I would love to interview you on the show because your story will inspire countless others. My email is info at drwyattfisher.com. Also, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, for more marriage resources. And I am recruiting couples who want to facilitate my marriage conference, The Total Marriage Refresh. If you have a good marriage, and if you are inspired to help other couples, and you want to leave my seminar, I will train you, I will pay you, I will supervise you to do an excellent job. Please contact me if you're interested. Info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will heal and come back to life. But if you neglect it and deprive it, it will slowly wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.